Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into Wake and Take. It's your boy Jason, and we have some football to talk about today. I'm glowing as my Michigan Wolverines have just won the national championship. Fantastic game for Michigan. Uh, And now it's time to look forward towards the NFL. We talked a little bit about head coaches yesterday. We're going to give some updates on that, and then we're going to dive into this year's playoff bracket. We're going to pick the Super Bowl winner. So go ahead, sit back, relax, pull out your coffee and enjoy the show. All right, everyone, welcome in. How you doing, Anthony? Good to see you as always. Good to see you, everyone, over here on Instagram, on Facebook. Thank you for tuning in. Let's get into it. We'll start. As you guys can tell by the title today, we're talking about head coaches. We're talking about playoffs, but we're going to start first with Jake Browning. I saw a pretty neat quote from him, and it was, I'm one of the top 32 quarterbacks in the world, but I happen to be on a roster with a top five QB. I like this quote, and it's probably true. I mean, we've seen a lot of teams this year struggle with quarterback play, the Patriots, the Giants. I mean, the list goes on and on and on, and yet Jake Browning, the backup quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals, when uh, Joe Burrow went down, he came out and he played at a fairly high level. I mean, you know, probably still average replacement level right around there, but still to be one of the top 32 quarterbacks in the league is not something to be understated, and neither is the value of a really, really good backup quarterback. So while Jake Browning may never be a starter, He'll still be one of the most valuable backups in this league going forward, probably getting a sizable contract from Cincinnati as well, at least for a backup. And you can never, ever complain about that. So while Jake Browning might be a little upset, he's not starting somewhere. He's still going to be making a ton of money and still going to get some opportunities whenever Joe Burrow goes down or, you know, they, they clinch the number one seed or something to get to rest the starters. But curious what you guys think. Is he a top 32 quarterback? I don't know. I I think so. I really do. I think, I mean, you look and look around and there's so many teams that don't even have a starting quarterback. And yet, I mean, not much was lost on the Bengals. In fact, Jake Browning had the record this year for most pass yards in a game by a Bengal. I know Joe Burrow didn't play that long, but still pretty good season by him. Let's go ahead and move on though to the head coach talk because there's lots of updates here. And I want to get something straight before we get too far into this. Wake and take this show is a no Jim Harbaugh rumor zone. Yes, of course I'm going to say that being a Michigan fan and not wanting him to leave my Wolverines. And especially I'm going to say that the morning after we win the national championship. But this is a no Jim Harbaugh rumor zone. We will not talk about it. We will not accept it until it actually happens. Happens way too often. Year in, year out now, ever since he went to Michigan. Oh, he's coming back to the NFL. These teams are interested. He's interested. And now everyone's like, okay. He won the national championship. There's nothing left to accomplish at Michigan. He surely 
going to the NFL. And that could be true. But I'm just not going to entertain that rumor in particular on this show until we get something a little bit more concrete. Because I'm not going to do it. I'm just not going to do it. I don't want it to happen. And I just don't think it will. I think that too many things line up for him at Michigan. And it doesn't make much logical sense for me to go back to the NFL. Do you think Nick Saban was like, all right, I didn't do that great at the NFL. I'm going to go to college. And then I'm after I win my first national championship at Alabama, I'm going to go back to the NFL? No. He said, I'm going to be a legend down here in Alabama. And we're going to keep winning national championships. And I'm going to be regarded as one of the best coaches of all time. Jim Harbaugh staying at Michigan does a lot more for his legacy than going to the NFL and trying year in, year out to win a Super Bowl. And probably, let's be honest here, to no avail. It is hard to win a Super Bowl. He set himself in a fantastic position at Michigan. He's on one of the greatest programs of all time, if not the greatest program of all time. It's his alma mater. <laughs> like, why wouldn't you want to coach the team that you played for when you were in college? Uh, and he's just won this national championship, recruited all these people built himself into this culture. So I don't necessarily think it makes much sense to go on. If I'm Jim Harbaugh, if I'm in his shoes, I just want to be the greatest Michigan head coach of all time behind Bo Beckler and maybe even pass him at some point and just keep building this dynasty in the college football world. You don't need to be an NFL coach. You simply don't. I get it. You want to win a Super Bowl. You played in one. That's enough. Stick to Michigan, my friend. Stick to Michigan. I'm curious what you guys think, though. I'm curious. No, no, whatever. Hey, put down your opinions, though, in the comments, in the live chat. If you think Jim Harbaugh's going to the NFL, I'm curious. But either way, here on The Wake and Take, we're not entertaining that rumor. We're going to talk about other stuff until he actually gets hired. If he gets hired, then we'll talk about it. But this is a no Jim Harbaugh rumor zone. You heard it here first on January 9th. No Jim Harbaugh rumors to be talked about on Wake and Take. The head coach rumors that do need to be talked about, though, are these. First off. Yesterday, we talked about a, a bit about Bill Belichick, the fact that he is on a very, very hot seat. Well, they have had a meeting or there is a meeting in the works right now with him and Robert Kraft. And one of the rumors coming out now is that Bill Belichick is willing to relinquish his general manager duties in order to remain the head coach of the New England Patriots. This is a move that I love. Talked about it yesterday. Bill Belichick's main issue is the fact he is a shit, an absolute shit general manager. And so the fact that he's willing to relinquish that to remain the head coach, I think is a great move. And I also, again, still think, like I said yesterday, maybe he could just go down to defensive coordinator or something. Maybe he just doesn't have it as a head coach anymore. But I still do fully believe that he's still a good coach and he's still one of the best football minds in the world. So I don't necessarily think the Patriots should move on from him, but they definitely should from the the uh, the lens of him being a general manager. And that's what it's looking like will happen. I think that's a fantastic move. We'll keep our eye on that as it develops. But as of right now, that is the latest update that he might remain head coach, but not the general manager. And that could be something special. That could be something special. But we'll see how much they butt heads, right? Like he's like, all right, guys, I want this six round wide receiver more than the the equivalent of Randy Moss in this these days and age. That's what he would totally say. It's a Bill Belichick thing. Uh, and he definitely doesn't want to pay his players. And I'm sure there'll still be some arguments, but him not being the general manager is a great move. And I hope that's what happens, but we'll see. 
Another move is that the Jacksonville Jaguars yesterday didn't fire, you know, a head coach, but they did fire basically their entire defensive staff, including the defensive coordinator, Mike Caldwell. This comes after they finished 17th in points allowed and 22nd in yards allowed on defense and missed the playoffs. A lot of that is going to be the defense. Yes, there were some good moments. Trayvon Walker, Josh Allen, both had some of their best seasons in their career. Trayvon Walker in particular, who didn't have a great rookie campaign. And Josh Allen just had another fantastic season. I mean, he's an all-pro player. Uh, and outside of that, though, there was really nothing going on. Foyer was, of course, getting tackles. That's just what he does. Devin Lloyd took a small step forward. But everything else on that team, especially on the defensive side of the ball, needed some work. And so they are moving on from their defensive staff. We'll see who gets brought in. Don't Obviously, not really up on the defensive coordinator candidates. We are up on the uh, the head coaching candidates. However, one defensive coordinator that could be someone to monitor is Wink Martindale, the Giants defensive coordinator who resigned yesterday in order to pursue head coaching and defensive coordinator positions with other teams. He just said, I am done with New York. I don't want to be here anymore. I want to go coach for a different team. And I don't know for sure what that reasoning is. It could be he's not getting along with Brian Dable or it could just be he thinks he wants to do something else. It's interesting to quit your job before having another uh, job lined up, but he is a good enough defensive coordinator. I'm sure he'll land on his feet somewhere, whether that be college or another coordinator position, maybe like the Jaguars. That could be something interesting. Uh, the, you know, the Giants' uh, path to the Jaguars uh, remains true with, uh, oh God, what was his name? What? Why does the name always escape me? Uh, the, the old Giants head coach that went to be the director of personnel for the for the Jaguars. There's that connection. So anyway, we'll see what happens there. The big thing, though, is that we're worried about is the head coaches. And the head coach for the Panthers is starting to come to fruition. They're actually being very transparent with their search here. They started yesterday by finally firing GM Scott Fitterer, so he's out of here. But they've also released their entire head coach search candidacy. Before we get to that, we'll talk about Scott Fitterer. Because I thought I found something funny. DJ Moore came out about the Scott Fitterer uh, firing. Uh, they Somebody asked him a question about, about it in an interview yesterday. And DJ Moore said, I might have played a part in that since he traded me. <laughs> love, love that quote from him. Uh, love the personality shown there. And he's, and he's right. That was a stupid, stupid move to trade away DJ Moore in that trade. You were already giving a haul. There's no way that that is what it took for it to happen. Uh, but that is what happened. The Bears got a steal with DJ Moore, and now Scott Fitterer gets fired. The head coaches they are looking at so far, they released a list of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine head coaches that they have submitted interview requests for, and they are as follows. Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson, Texans offensive coordinator Bobby Slowick, Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan, Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn, Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald, Dolphins OC Frank Smith, Rams DC Rahi Morris, Ravens OC Todd Munkin, and Buccaneers OC Dave Canales. Uh, all great candidates. Those are going to be the names that are popping up really for every single team, especially Ben Johnson, Dan Quinn, Raheem Morris, and I'm also reading a lot about Todd Munkin as well. Those are kind of the big names, but especially the ones for the Panthers. Dan Quinn. Uh, a very, very hot head coaching candidate again after he, of course, was the head coach of the Falcons, led them to a Super Bowl, eventually went back to being a D.C. in Dallas and has done a fantastic job. 
not only are the Panthers interested in him, but so are the Commanders and the Chargers so far. I'm sure some other teams will uh, interview him. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of that. Uh, there's some other candidates. Steve Wilkes uh, is becoming a candidate as well. The Chargers have requested an interview with Steve Wilkes. Uh, he's the 49ers defensive coordinator currently, was the Panthers interim head coach last year and went 6-6. Six and six. Pretty decent head coach. I think I would want someone a little less old school if I'm the Chargers, but I don't mind it. I do still think he's a good head coach, uh, but I, I think I want a true offensive mind in L.A. with Justin Herbert. You just had a defensive coordinator as your head coach there, and it went terribly. So go get an offensive coordinator, Los Angeles. But we'll see. They always bottle it somehow. Uh, so, yeah. The commanders also are looking into Ben Johnson. And they also are looking into Lions defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn. So there's a true possibility here that the Lions lose both of their coordinators after these playoffs. I think that's very, very likely. They've both done a really good job. And just being a part of the culture shift that Dan Campbell has bought, brought to Detroit will make a lot of teams interested in those guys as they feel they will be able to shift cultures in their own right. Uh, and lastly, Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll is not retiring. Let's go. Pete Carroll says, I'm not worn out. I'm not tiring. The national treasure keeps going. Pete Carroll quickly becoming one of my favorite head coaches in the league. Just love the guy. So much energy at his age and still doing a really good job. So he is still returning next year. Great news for the Seattle Seahawks. That is all the head coaching updates I have for you. Again, just kind of the big names that are out there right now. Todd Munkin, Steve Wilkes, Ben Johnson, Aaron Glenn, Dan Quinn, Raheem Morris, uh, Bobby Slowick, all of those guys. Huge names right now in the head coaching candidacy positions. Going to be a fun offseason. Excited to see how this plays out. Let's move on now into the playoffs. But before we get into that, I'm going to play a quick ad from our friends over at FFPC. Hey, you know, people always ask me, what's the World Series of Fantasy? What's the Super Bowl of Fantasy? And it's easy. It's the FFPC. Their signature players championship has a $6 million prize pool. And their best ball leagues start in February. And they're the answer to so many questions. Hey, what's the best place to get a Dynasty Orphan? Well, you can adopt a Dynasty Orphan at the FFPC right now. There's more orphans at the FFPC than anywhere else on the internet. That's why we partner with them. So if you want to play fantasy football for low, medium, high stakes, you love Dynasty, you love best ball, you love seasonal leagues, all types of fantasy footballers need to go to the FFPC and remember... Use promo code UNDERWORLD. Promo code UNDERWORLD gets you $25 off your first team. Promo code UNDERWORLD, $25 off your first team, no matter what the format is, at the FFPC. Go get it. Go sign up for the FFPC today. If you use that promo code, you can get $25 off your first team. Why do I mention that? Well, FFPC has a playoff challenge going on right now. So if you sign up for that, you can enter the $35 contest if it's your first team for only $10. And why not add some extra stakes to the playoffs? So much fun. Best time of the year outside of March Madness. Now, let's do it. I went to ESPN. They have a little bit of a bracket challenge. We're going to do it. We're going to share my screen. We are going to pick the perfect bracket 
for the NFL playoffs. We're going to get every single one of these picks right, so buckle up and get ready. Take some notes, guys, because if you want to win some money, uh, just go with my picks. Uh, not being totally serious here. I know I've made some bad picks this season. Let me zoom in a little bit, too. That looks a little, a little small for you guys. Okay. That's good. All right. We'll start with, let's do the AFC first. Um, yeah, I've got the Ravens beating by by has not won a game all season. I'm surprised they even made the playoffs. So I've got the Ravens beating by next is Texans Browns. And that's a really tough game. I am curious what the spread is for this one. I haven't looked at any of these games yet. I wanted to kind of live analyze these things. So Cleveland is the favorite here. And of course they're the home team. So that makes a little bit of sense. It's negative two. Uh, which shows that if it were neutral territory, Houston would be the favorite by one point, and they are expecting 43 and a half points. <sighs> I think there's going to be more points than that scored because not only have the Browns been scoring a lot, but so have the Texans. But, God, ooh, that's a really tough game. We're starting with a tough one. I, In my gut, I'm feeling the Browns. Joe Flacco has just been playing so well, and that defense is so good. And the Texans are not even close to 100%. I mean, it's just Nico Collins right now. Even, uh, God, names are Noah Brown. Names are really messing with me today. Noah Brown, even he's hurt. You know, we still don't have Tank Dell. So it's, God, it's going to be tough. And Nico Collins is going to have a tough day. I'm going to have to go with the Browns. Um, it hurts. I am starting to become a big fan of the Texans. Uh, as you guys know, I was really in on them all offseason, and so to see it come to fruition has been awesome. I love it. It makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside. CJ Stroud's amazing. Nico Collins is amazing. Uh, and I liked Tank Dell a lot, so I'm excited for their future. But this year, I think it's the Browns, uh, and it'll set up, wow, a Joe Flacco uh, revenge game <laughs> against the Ravens. That is awesome. So, okay, definitely going with that one. Chiefs, Dolphins. And as much as I want to pick the Dolphins, I'm not even going to look at the spread for this one. As much as I want to pick the Dolphins, it's got to be the Chiefs here. Uh, it's A, the Chiefs, they had Tyree Hill for years. So I imagine Andy Reid and Spagnola have some way to at least limit Tyreek Hill in this game. And then also B, the Dolphins have just been stumbling the last few weeks and have just struggled against good defenses, struggled against good teams in general. I saw a stat this morning that the Patriots have beaten more teams this year above 500 than the Dolphins have. And if that isn't a screaming indictment of what the Dolphins are as a football team, I don't know what is. And so the Dolphins have struggled against good teams all year. I'm never going to bet against the Chiefs in the playoffs. Uh, and so I'm going to have to go with the Chiefs beating the Dolphins in Kansas City. And uh, yeah, yeah, as, as much as it pains to say, the Dolphins have been a very fun team this year. I think their their magic ride comes to an end here in the first round of the playoffs. Next one is Bills-Steelers, and obviously I'm going to go with the Bills here. However, I will note, I think this game will be really, really close. So what's this total here? Uh, the total for this game is uh, 42 and a half, and Buffalo is a 10 point, nine and a half point favorite. I guarantee it here on Wake and Take, the Steelers cover that nine and a half points. I know it's Mason Rudolph, and I know the Steelers' offense has not done anything all year, and I know T.J. Watt is not playing, but I it's, it's Mike Tomlin in the playoffs. He's going to cook up a good game plan. That's just what he does, and the Bills have been very hot or cold all year. I do think they win this game. 
but I wouldn't be surprised if they put on the let's look forward to the next round glasses and kind of skip over the Steelers in their prep. I think they're a good enough football team to not have to worry too much, and I think they'll bring it over the top. But I do definitely think that the Steelers cover that nine and a half points, honestly, fairly easily. I, I really do. So that leaves us. We'll go ahead. We'll we'll move on to the NFC side. We'll do the NFC wild card. And on the other side, the 49ers will definitely beat bye week. Again, not sure how they made the playoffs with, you know, going 0-17 this year. Uh, but it is what it is. Sometimes teams just get it get in. Uh, and that was bye week this season. Next, we have Buccaneers-Eagles. This is an interesting game. And it sucks that it's an interesting game. I've got to be honest here. Philadelphia is favored by three points. It's in Tampa. And they're expecting 44 and a half. I will definitely go with the over in this game. This is going to be one of those games that has a ridiculous amount of points scored uh, because the Eagles defense is terrible right now. And the Buccaneers defense isn't the best either. Um, I really do want to go with the Buccaneers. I really do want to go with the Buccaneers, but something is telling me that's wrong. I think Jalen Hurts in the playoffs, while they have been losing a step the last few weeks, I just think there's too much on the line for the Eagles to lose this game. Now, that does set them up to play against the 49ers. So that's going to be an issue. (laughs) That's going to be the big issue there. But I think the Eagles can beat the Buccaneers. I think it'll be close. And if you guys remember a few weeks back, I am pretty impressed with this Buccaneers team. I do think they're a legitimate playoff team. I know they came from the NFC South, which was easy to win here. But I do think they're one of the best teams in the NFL. And so I like that they've made the playoffs. Just sucks that they've got an Eagles matchup. And again, I understand the Eagles have not been themselves lately, but Jalen Hurts is just one of those quarterbacks who just has it. And I can't imagine he loses it in the playoffs. Too much on the line. Pretty easy-ish matchup against the Buccaneers. I think they'll get it done, but I do think it'll be close. The game of the week, probably, Lions-Rams. So we get the Matthew Stafford reunion in Detroit, and it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a good game. So we've got Detroit is favored by three and a half. I think that's reasonable. They're expecting 51.5 points to be scored. They are expecting a shootout here. I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't if it doesn't hit that 51 and a half. I think it'll be close. I think we're expecting probably around 50 and it'll probably go over, but I do think that's a really really good line. I think the Lions defense is better than Vegas is giving them credit for and same with the Rams. And so this is one of the games I'm most excited for for sure. I mean, that's a really good storyline. There's always an upset there is always an upset in the wild card round. And it's this one. Matthew Stafford will go to Detroit and send them packing along with Sean McVay and Kyron Williams. I just, I don't, I think, I think that's the upset I'm going to pick. I, it is. Ooh, and Packers Cowboys is a good one too. Uh, but yeah, I think that's the upset I'm going to pick for this one. It's just, it just seems like too like Hollywood, right? It just seems like the stars are aligned too perfectly for this storyline to not come true and that's of course Matthew Stafford sending Detroit home in Detroit in the playoffs what a story that would be and I think it'll happen and at the very least it's going to be a very very close game and so it won't burn me if I get it wrong Cowboys Packers this is another one I think that this could be a lot closer I know the Cowboys are of course really really good at football they're favored by seven with a 48 and a half point total I like that 48 and a half 
I'm not going to take it though. I think I will take the under in the 48 and a half. And I think the Packers cover as well. I'm expecting Christian Watson should be back for this game. I probably should have checked, but this would be five weeks removed from his hamstring injury. So I think with him back, Jaden Reed started to get cooking. Luke Musgrave could potentially return as well. Packers at full strength. They've been playing some good football the last few weeks, some really, really good football. And the Packers, of course, I know that none of the coaching staff is still there, but, you know, Mike McCarthy was a Packers coach. And so they have, like, some sort of tie to this game, making it a good story. Oh, but the Cowboys are also just playing really good. And I think that'll set up a nice Cowboys-Eagles divisional game in the NFC. Uh, And let's move forward. Ravens, Browns. Mm. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. The Browns beat the Ravens in ball. No, 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 no. The Ravens will beat the Browns. They're just so good right now. They're one of the better teams in the NFL on all sides of the ball. I can't imagine they lose to the Browns. I think this could be very close. I mean, it's a divisional game one. And then B, you know, you've got Joe Flacco all fired up to go against the Ravens. Uh, But ultimately, I feel like the Ravens have to win this game uh, at the end of the day. I think this could end up being a really low-scoring game. If we'll remember the uh, Ravens-Steelers, I want to say, last year's playoff game uh, where Tyler Huntley had to play, uh, that was an awful football game. And I think it could be ugly in this one for sure. And I don't think it'll be um, a shootout by any means. But I do think the Ravens will come out on top. We'll just say Lamar Jackson just kind of puts the team on his back for – a rushing touchdown and like a passing touchdown. I, I think this could end like 21 to 18, 21 to 17 uh, kind of score there. Um, Bills Chiefs. It'll be in Buffalo, but the Chiefs always have Buffalo's number. But this is the year. This is the year the Bills beat the Chiefs. This is the year the Bills beat the Chiefs. I know I said I didn't want to bet against the Chiefs at all in the playoffs, but this is the time I'll do it. Again, they just haven't been themselves, and it's going to be hard for them to keep up with the Bills, and especially just with how fired up the Bills are and how much they want to beat the Chiefs, how hard it's been for them to do it historically. I think that it's just going to have to be the Bills winning this game finally. This is the year they can get it done. And uh, on this side, we're going to go with the 49ers beating the Rams and not even going to talk too much about it. It's just 49ers best team in football. And then I'm going to say the, the Eagles beat the Cowboys. I'm going to say it. I, something is making me feel really good that Jalen Hurts wakes up this postseason and puts the team on his back and really carries them. I mean, they are at full strength. It doesn't seem that way, but they are. DeAndre Swift is finally getting some carries. Devontae Smith sat out last week so he could be healthy for the playoffs. A.J. Brown is pissed off. Dallas Goddard's finally back. I think the Eagles turn it around in the playoffs. I know it's difficult to do that, especially when you're cold. You don't want to be cold this time of year, but I think they're going to catch some fire, and I think they're going to bring it to the Cowboys. I think they'll bring it to the Buccaneers, and I think they'll end up in the NFC Championship for sure. Now, that means the AFC Championship will be Ravens-Bills, 49ers-Eagles, and we'll go with the 49ers beating the Eagles. I think no matter what, the 49ers have to win the, have to be in this Super Bowl. And uh, it's got to be Ravens over the Bills, too. It's We're going to have two one seeds. It sucks having that. You know, we want a little bit more excitement. But this is the best football game we can get. 
the Ravens have been clearing away the best team in the AFC and the 49ers have been clearing away the best team in the NFC. And so they line up for the Super Bowl and it's going to be good. It's going to be a good one. I'm going to go with the 49ers. I'm going to say the 49ers win it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And my reasoning is going to be this. It's, it's, uh, not like, I know it's not the smartest, but we've seen it really in history teams that match up in the regular season, the team that lost in the regular season gets it right in their postseason matchup. I mean, in my, in my memory, I remember that being the case with like the Patriots versus Colts in the Peyton Manning, Tom Brady year, they would always just trade blows. And then whoever lost in the regular season would win in the playoffs. I think that the 49ers learned a lot about the Ravens matchup. And I think if they match up again in the Super Bowl, they'll be able to win it. And how many total points will be scored in the total playoffs? What kind of question is that? We're going to go with 469. Nice. Cool. Cool. So there we go. That is the playoff bracket I have selected uh, let's check into the comments. Let's check into the comments. I'm going to keep this up. I'm going to keep this up. Let's see. Cleveland is built to uh, make a, a big run. Let's see. Um, Ravens will know Flacco for sure. For sure. Uh, it's cold in KC. Easy. Julio Jones season. That would be funny. Eagles is an upset also. They've lost five of the last six, and Tampa has won five of the last six. Eagles are spiraling. This is true. This is definitely true. Um, but I just – I think they're going to get it right. I, I just – I can't – like the Chiefs, I can't bet against the Eagles. I love Jalen Hurts a lot, and it's just a really good football team. I know they've been spiraling, but this is the time you get it right. And I just can't imagine Jalen Hurts still spiraling in, the, in these big games. Like, that is just what he has, and that's – the, the star factor, the show up on the biggest stage thing. And Baker Mayfield doesn't have that. Let's be honest here. I know the Buccaneers have put together a good season, but when the lights are the brightest, I mean, we're talking about Sunday night football, the last game of the playoffs wild card week. No way Baker Mayfield shows up for that game. The Eagles get going. They do it. They do it. But all right, that is it, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's go, Michigan. Let's go, Blue. Hail to the victors. Uh, what a day yesterday was, and what a week this is lining up to be. Love myself some uh, some some playoff football. I'm I'm excited uh, for for this a lot. I'm excited for this a lot. Let me submit my bracket. All right, bracket has been submitted. Uh, let me see if I can make this like a league or something. I'm gonna look into it. I'm gonna see if I can make that like a bracket league. And then if that is the case, I'll tweet it out and you guys can join me. So go follow me on Twitter at JFootballWine. And then also while you're here, like the video and subscribe to Player Profiler. You guys all have a terrific Tuesday and a wonderful rest of your week. Peace.